You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie McLeod and Lindsay Roman. How did you, partner? Welcome back to the show. <laughs> I can't take myself seriously. We are just so stoked you're here. I have a question for you today as we dive into this episode. Have you ever felt overwhelmed as heck by all of the different marketing opportunities in front of you? Like it feels like sometimes every single marketing expert is telling you to tackle 500 different avenues of marketing, reels, Facebook ads, Pinterest, YouTube, TikTok, email list, blogging, help me. (laughs) If I just raised your stress levels, even talking about all of those, take a deep breath. Today, Lindsay and I are going to break down our personal perspective on what three marketing avenues we recommend most startup entrepreneurs focus on first in their businesses. Sure, each marketing tool has a million different reasons. Each is great. But when you're first starting out in business, you can't necessarily do them all at once unless you're just sitting on a pile of gold to spend. And you do need to focus on just a couple at a time. So today, join us while Lindsay and I walk you through our top recommendations for the first three steps you should take in building a marketing strategy for your business. You ready? Let's chat. Ever stop your scroll on Instagram and wonder how the heck photographers snagged those wildly candid moments of their clients? You know, the kind of photographs that make you just sit in awe of how stunning they are and the emotions that you feel from them? We have felt that too. And when we first started out as photographers, our number one goal was to make sure our clients were comfortable and feeling like their true authentic selves. And one of the easiest ways we were able to achieve that was through creative posing prompts. Because here's the truth. If you want to achieve those effortlessly candid, playful, and intimate photos, you have to create an environment that allows your couples to feel comfortable to do so. And we're spilling all the tea with some of our favorite directions and prompts in our free photography posing guide. Visit theheartuniversity.com forward slash candid to get your hands on this incredible freebie. Prepare to have your clients rave about how much fun they had with you on their session. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Welcome to the show, friend. Let's welcome. get into it. Well, you go, welcome. <laughs> That's all I say. It sounds like the like the startup, like of when you're, comp- I don't know if your computer speaks to you, it probably it just sounds like, like an AI, like, welcome to. Yes. <laughs> or like if you step into like a smart house, welcome to That's the amazing. Experience. Like that's what that sounds like. Anyways, okay, let's get into it. If we had to start our businesses over all again, what three marketing avenues would we focus on and how would we focus on them? Or how would would we get get started? There you go. There you go. All right. So we ordered these strategically. Um, Yeah, we did. Um, So the first one, I don't know where I'm going with this. The first one might be obvious. It's your website. And there's Mm -hmm. a lot that happens within your website. So we're kind of getting kind of get into that. But just to start off, I will say as a business owner, especially an online business, like if you are an online business, having a website is absolutely vital to your success. I would even say if you're a brick and mortar business, like having a website is still vital, but we're talking mostly about online businesses here. Um, 
I mean, it establishes your credibility. It gives you authority and it helps share your business and how you can help and serve people even better. Um, Mm -hmm. I would say it's like, it's your online virtual storefront. Um, I mean, it's, you probably like, I roll, okay, duh. But we're just being honest. We had to go start back our business. I can't talk today. Wow. Can you tell it's the end of the day? Um, (laughs) If we had to start our business over again, like websites, like the number one that we would start focusing on. Yeah, absolutely. So getting started with a website, you're, you may be thinking, okay, if you are listening to this and you are in a startup with your business, this is your first business that you've ever started or anything like that. And you're sitting here like, oh my gosh, a website feels so overwhelming. Where do I start? First and foremost, strategic copy, AKA wording on your website and professional design and branding. This is really where you sell your products or your services and you create connection. So some tips on this, create compelling copy that is crystal clear. It should not be confusing of who you are and what you sell. It should be very clear of exactly what you bring to the table and who you're there to serve. Make sure your branding is not cluttered or distracting from the information. Make sure that your site navigation is easy to navigate and go through. And we have a a program and a software that we use on all of our websites to kind of make sure that everything is clear and people can understand and work through our websites clearly. Um, It's called Hotjar. So it's a plugin for your website that allows you to basically track users' activities, like what they're clicking on, how long they're staying on a page, what they're scrolling through. Um, It's anonymous. So you have no idea who the people are, but you are gauging, oh, wow, everyone is missing this link Mm -hmm. or no one is clicking on this page or, you know, whatever that is. And it'll help you make sure your, your copy, your links, your design, everything is as easy to navigate and understand as possible. I will say with the, with the not cluttered distracting element, I think some people get so hung up with the design that, I mean, you do want good design. I'm not, you know, bashing design at all, but I think some people get so hung up with it that it makes their website feel busy and cluttered to the point that like, again, the the most important thing with your website is like clear understanding. Like if I can't understand who you are, what you do when I come to it and it looks messy and it's really cluttered and you have like a bajillion graphics and photos going on, like... (laughs) I say this as like, I'm looking at, I'm thinking of my website, which is like kind of like nineties collage style. It's fine. It's good. (laughs) But in general, make it clear and concise and make sure like that's the prime example. Um, Well, your hot jar has shown that your website has done well. So that's true. That's true. (laughs) So we can, okay. One of our favorite uh, web platforms is show it. Um, Mm -hmm. We highly, highly, highly recommend them. We have web templates. If you don't have a website um, and you need one and you're looking for one, we have website templates for show it in the heart shop uh, for like a bunch of different styles. So go check that out. If you want a a place to get a really good website without having to hire a custom designer, like from the get-go. Absolutely. Okay. Within your website as well, we want to talk about blogging because that to me ties in with your website. You can't have a blog without your website. So blogging, this is how you create content that not only showcases your work, but also creates connection with your audience and helps potential customers before they even hire you. So blog your work and your services, blog personal posts and and things that are exciting or fun or challenging for you to create that connection with your ideal customers. Blog, very helpful info for your clients that they might need. So or your customers, you know, if you are an interior designer, have posts on how to decide on the size rug. If you are a photographer, talk about how to prepare for your wedding day. So your 
day goes super smoothly, how to plan your wedding, how to plan an elopement, whatever that is. There's a million and one things I guarantee you could talk about. So all of those ideally would go on your blog. I do want to throw a note on on the personal post. Don't just like do any and all personal posts that makes zero sense for your brand and for your business. So let's take like the interior designer example. Like say you're an interior designer and you want to blog, yes, your work and your services, like the client work that you've done, you want to help do helpful like blogs, like how to style shelves or how to do rugs with furniture, what size, all that. But then like personal posts, I wouldn't like do a post like, uh, depending on your brand, it could be different, but like your top five favorite foods, like that might, <laughs> that, you know, that's, that's personal, but like no one cares about that. What I would do instead is like your favorite, like cheap Amazon light finds and then affiliate that crap. Or I would do like, if you did a personal renovation that wasn't necessarily attached to your interior design work, I would, I would blog that. Like, even if it was more of like the whole construction project versus just interior design, but it still is personal, but it still ties in a little bit to what you do. It's not like, here's my five favorite foods. I really like mac and cheese. Like why, why are you sharing that? Yeah, absolutely. I think there is an element too of, you know, you can, you don't even have to share like, oh, it's, I can only share personal renovation because I'm an interior designer. You can also share, right. We just got pregnant and here's been my journey. Like, you know, as an entrepreneur and a business owner and like preparing to be a mother, you know, whatever that is, those, those personal things that are, you as a human being without being random facts, like five favorite foods that people might be like, why? I, I don't unless, understand. Unless this. that's like a brand pillar of yours and you always talk about it like mm-hmm. in your business. But like I you're mean, a foodie again, and, and you, yeah. you're like a big fan. Like maybe your design style is inspired by food around like, McDonald's. I know that sounds weird. <laughs> Oh my gosh. But you know what I mean? Like, it sounds like you, you love, I don't know, Portugal and the the food in Portugal and you intentionally like design homes around like some of the color palettes that's in their food. Like maybe that really is a brand pillar for you. And so you bring food into some of your blog posts. Anyways, we're getting off topic. The point is you should create a blog and be posting on your blog consistently. And with that, Lindsay's going to cover SEO. Yeah. So SEO is kind of like the third bracket of a website. SEO is like why you want a website other than like, yes, blogging, which blogging very much links to SEO. Um, but other than having a website for credibility, for simplicity, for having your customer understand who and what you are, SEO with your website is what bumps you up on Google. If you're utilizing it strategically, um, that's where like, if, if people are typing in like, uh, like Kansas city interior designer, like if you have strategically put SEO on your website, and, and made it SEO friendly for that keyword of like Kansas City interior designer and, and a bunch of other things, then that's more likely to pop up. That's how people are going to find you. Especially yes. when, if we're talking about like, okay, if we were to go back, start our business over, let's take our photography business. That's what we started at the beginning. And I was doing that over. I would really hone in on social media or not so sorry, uh, on SEO. Like that's one of the best ways that people can find you when they're searching, like put yourself in the position, whatever business you do, who is your ideal client? So for a photographer, for me, it was a wedding couple, like a bride. And what, how, how was she finding me? She was either asking her friends. So that tells me referrals are important, but if I'm just starting, I don't have referrals. Okay, cool. Or she's going (laughs) to Google and she's typing in, Kansas City wedding photographer. So how mm-hmm. can I create my website and blog in a way that gets me up on on Google for that search term? So. Yeah. F- FYI, 
SEO stands for search engine optimization. Just so oh, you know. No, <laughs> you're <not>. good. I, <laughs> I just, in case anyone didn't know that, SEO, search engine optimization. So all of that, creating and designing an actual website, having good marketing copy, all of that stuff, creating a blog, having quality blog posts up there, and optimizing your search engine optimization, so your SEO, all of those are tied into what we would consider the bracket of creating a website. And we have past episodes, many of them, that dive way more in depth into each of these topics surrounding your website. So I'm just going to drop them here for you. And they will also be in the show notes below. If you're wanting to really dive into even more in depth on creating a website, go to episode 15, Top Web Design Mistakes and How to Fix Them. Episode 81, How to Improve Your SEO and Rank Higher on Search Engines. Episode 142, Five Blogging Mistakes You Might Be Making. And Episode 211, Five Things You Absolutely Must Have on Your Website. So if you're wanting to dive really deep into building out your website as your first step of your marketing avenue, go ahead and listen to those four episodes. We'll have them linked in the show notes below as well. All right, number two. So we've covered websites. If we were to go back to the very beginning of our business, okay, I've tackled my website. What am I going to do next? Our recommendation is Instagram. Um, there are a bajillion social media apps out there. Instagram is still one of the biggest dogs. Um, and honestly, one that, that grew our business the most. Um, and so that, I don't think that should be ignored. And so that is honestly just a really powerful tool that I think you can market your business for free. Like that should not be understated, uh, for free. It is for free. (laughs) Yeah. So in getting started with Instagram, where, where do you start? You know, what, what do you get going? So we're going to give you a couple of tips in our opinion of the best ways to really get started on marketing on Instagram. And this is like, I've just started Instagram for my business. I have no idea what to do. I've just started like a business account. What do I do? Yes. Number one, you might hate us. You hopefully heard this before, but if you haven't, you're about to hear it a lot in your entrepreneurial journey. So be prepared. Post consistently. Like you will hear that all the time in in marketing on Instagram. The more you post, the better. It's, It's the same thing with... You know, if you're trying to make friends and you're just sitting inside and you step out your front door once every year, you're probably not going to make very many friends. Same thing with getting clients. If you're showing up on Instagram once every blue moon, you're probably not going to have as many opportunities to reach the right people. Whereas if you are showing up every single day on the street corners, holding your signs, putting up flyers, putting up posters, which is basically what you're doing when you're posting on Instagram, you have way more likelihood of people seeing you, finding your stuff and coming to engage or shop or connect, whatever that looks like. So staying top of mind and like showing yourself actually doing the work and hustling and being out there is huge, especially when you're first getting started. So the more you post, ideally, the better. Listen up, entrepreneurs. Do you ever struggle with getting all of the nutrients that you need in a day? Because let's be real, you are busy as heck. Same. Introducing Athletic Greens. We've started taking AG1 because we wanted to see what all of the hype was about. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Literally all the things. Yes, AG1 contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. And a friend of ours describes it as white gummy bear flavor, and that is very accurate. (laughs) Yes, it's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself, and your subscription comes with a year's supply of vitamin D, which is so important to add in the winter months when you don't get as much sunlight. 
To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash heart. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash heart to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Have you ever wondered what your credit score is? And if the free apps are actually telling you the correct score? Well, wonder no more. We have an amazing company for you, credit.com. Credit.com has a product, Extra Credit, that gives you unmatched credit coverage. It helps you build, track, guard your credit, and more. And with Extra Credit, you get 28 FICO scores, rent and utility reporting, $1 million ID insurance, dark web scans, cash rewards, and a discount to a leader in credit repair. We mean it when we say there is no other credit solution that compares. To sign up for Extra Credit, go to credit.com forward slash heart and get started there. To sweeten the deal, you can even get the first seven days absolutely free. It is just $24.99 plus tax a month after the free trial and you can cancel anytime. So go check out Extra Credit one more time at credit.com forward slash heart. Awesome. I guess the second tip with under Instagram is to rotate through posting personal, promotional, and educational content at the very minimum, right? So what does that mean? Personal content is things about your life, your thoughts, your wins, your losses. These are more personal posts that again, say you're take this with a grain of salt, depending on what kind of business you're running. If you're a photographer, like that, that it has a very personal brand attached to like your service business, then that makes sense. Or even like an interior designer, like we said, or a hairstylist, you are still, all of those services are a very personal aspect, even like a florist or a videographer. A lot of service-based businesses I think are very personal. And so sharing personal content of your life, it helps potential clients connect with you. It helps them relate to you as a human being and not just like a corporate robot, like a corporate florist or a corporate video, you know what I'm saying? Like, like people want to relate and purchase from human beings. Um, I will say if you are more of like, I'm trying to think of like a business that doesn't have like a, such a personal brand focus to it. You can still share personal content. It might be more story focused. It might be personal stories of your clients or personal stories of your team and like what you guys did together. Like you can still take this element and and take it into like more of a corporate company. If that makes sense, you're still mm-hmm. taking the aspect of storytelling, sharing wins and losses and all of that. Wouldn't you say, Evie? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. The second type of content that Lindsay talked about was promotional. So promotional is much more of here's my product. Here's, you know, a discount sale that we're, we're offering. Or if you feel blank, then you need blank, you know, explaining to them, if you feel overwhelmed, then you need my organizational services or whatever that is. Or here's how I can help you with blank to make your life easier. Any of those types of posts or stories or anything like that, the the point of them is to essentially showcase your offering in a I can help you, I can serve you, you might want this, you know, basically offering a sale through, you know, you're not necessarily be like, buy now you need this, you know, but even more subtly being like, have you ever felt, you know, if you're that interior designer, have you ever felt overwhelmed in your home? Like you can't fully relax and you feel embarrassed to have people over. Maybe it, you know, it's because you don't feel like your house fully represents you. Well, how can we get your house to represent you? Here's a couple of tips. And did you know that if you're in the blank area, I offer free consultations to explain, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's a promotional post that's explaining, Mm -hmm. you know, not directly being like, you need me by now. It also even like sprinkled in a nugget of education, which I liked. Yeah, absolutely. So don't be afraid to explain in promotional posts 
or content, why you bring value or solutions or peace to somebody's life with what you're offering. Mm-hmm. Which the third one that we talked about was educational. Um, which here's like that an example is here's what you should know about blank. Example, buying your first home if you're a realtor. It's essentially helping your ideal clients through a struggle or a question that they have in positioning yourself as the person who can help them through whatever problem they're having and offering a solution, obviously, as it relates to your business. Educational could, I mean, that's literally, when we say educational, it doesn't mean business education unless you're a business coach or a course creator on business or something like that. Um, Education, just literally like for a photographer, it would mean, hey, here are like, some outfit ideas that you should wear for your next family session. Or if you are an interior designer, here are tips on how to style yourselves. If you're a realtor, be like, here's the like neighborhoods that are popping. Maybe that's not kosher. I don't know if (laughs) we should say that, but like you, you get it. It's like, it's helping your ideal client with information that would be helpful and beneficial and encourage them to hire you. Also, as we're talking about this, I think it's actually really ironic this is what honestly me and Evie did with, at the beginning of our businesses, both with Instagram and blogging. It's the same three original content pillars. I'm, I'm just noticing like we both outlined separate sections of this, but for, I mean, for Instagram, we said personal content, promotional and educational. And then for blogging, you'll notice we said blog your work services. That's promotional. Blog your personal posts. That's personal and blog helpful <laughs> information for your ideal clients needs. That's educational. Like take those three pillars and rotate them on your blog and on Instagram. And that yep. will set you up for a great foundation, my friend. Yes, absolutely. If you want to learn even more about Instagram in depth, we have dozens of podcast episodes diving deep on specific topics such as Instagram stories and how to utilize those, Instagram reels, how to get really good at those, how to go viral, how to boost your engagement, how to write captions, how to grow on Instagram, like so many things. We have talked about Instagram so much on this podcast. So to listen to those episodes, go to theheartuniversity.com forward slash podcast dash category dash Instagram. And that link will also be in the show notes below. So you don't have to remember that. But if you are like, okay, my website's squared away. I'm ready to dive into Instagram. I really need some help. I need to know how to show up on stories and you know, be authentic there. What do I do with my highlights? Like Anything like that, go to that category page. And we have dozens of podcast episodes that are very specific and deep dives that can help you walk through how to build and grow on Instagram. All right, once those two are done, if I had to go back to the beginning of my business and start on three marketing platforms, which would be number three? You ready for it? Okay, never mind. That was stupid. Um, <laughs> number three is Pinterest. Pinterest is vastly underrated. Literally yes. the other day, me and my husband were looking at my Google Analytics for my website, lindsayroman.com, and the number one traffic driver was Pinterest, not Instagram, which I was under the assumption of. No, my friend, it was Pinterest. So uh, we love Pinterest, to see it. We love to see it. So basically, Pinterest is a search engine in and of itself. Think about when like you're looking for a new rug or planning an event or looking for outfits. Oftentimes we end up going to Pinterest for inf- information or inf- sorry, inspiration or information instead of Google, right? Like you have to think of it more as a search engine than a social media platform because Pinterest can drive tons of traffic to your website and therefore your product or service when you utilize it correctly. Yeah. So how do you get started on Pinterest? This might, I know Pinterest can be a little overwhelming as can all of this. So we're going to break it down and give you the top couple of things that you should really know when diving in. So to get started with Pinterest, just connect Pinterest to all of your accounts. There are YouTube tutorials that'll walk you through exactly how to plug it into your website, to your blog, to your Instagram, all that. So you can directly pin from those platforms onto Pinterest as well. 
Tailwind is the next thing that I want to talk about with Pinterest that is going to save your life. It is essentially like a a Pinterest scheduler. So it'll schedule out your pins for you. So you don't have to spend time pinning every single day because ideally you want to be pinning like three to five pins per day and have as many possible like linked back to your blog or your website. But pinning three to five pins every single day, that's like that's that takes time. But mm-hmm. if you utilize Tailwind, it schedules it out so you can batch out a bunch of pins for like 30 days in one sitting and then you don't have to touch it again for another month or what, however you would like to, to work that. But Tailwind is a powerful tool for Pinterest. So I can't recommend utilizing that enough. Also something else that helps... I think batching out like three to five pins every day other than Tailwind is having templates. Um, So what I mean by that is instead of just like going to Canva or Photoshop from scratch for the like very first time, every single time you go to make a pin and you're trying to like design something, get a template, my friend. Make your life easier. We actually have... Uh, Pinterest templates on the heart shop that you can shop and you can tweak and design and customize to your own. Um, like you can use them and, and apply your own branding. So it's a really great just foundation that yeah. makes it easier when you're actually going to pin something. You're not just like, no, what do I do? Like there's, there's templates out there for you, my friend. Yes. We'll um, have ours linked in the show notes for you if you want. Yes. Them. The other thing that we have is a freebie on Pinterest, just with like a lot more detail on how to get started on Pinterest and how to really optimize your Pinterest for your business. You can go to theheartuniversity.com forward slash Pinterest to learn how, or to learn our breakdown of like how we use the program to its fullest potential in both the Heart University and our own individual businesses. Yes. Okay. So those are the three. Website, Instagram and Pinterest. If we had to go back and be like, what three platforms would we focus on first when there's a million to choose from, it would be website, Instagram, and Pinterest. Now, I know we gave you three things on today's episode, but I cannot stress this enough. Do not half-ass all three. It is way better to have focus on one at a time and to really build up and get good at one at a time. If you can only handle one at a time, don't try to tackle all three of these this week after leaving this podcast episode. Like do not try that. Start with your website first, then get onto maybe your Instagram. And I'm not saying that everything needs to be perfect. That's something else. You do not have to have your website flawless before you touch Instagram. And your Instagram does not have to be at a million followers before you touch Pinterest. I'm not saying that it all has to be perfect. But what I am saying is don't be bouncing around for months on end, writing one paragraph on your website that's still not published, and then posting once every three months on your Instagram, and then getting a couple of pins up here on Pinterest. Like, Make sure you have some systems and some consistency and some progress happening on each one before you tackle another one. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I would say, th- this prompt came from, uh, I can't remember who recommended it, but basically this idea for this episode was a recommendation of like, hey, if you could go back to the beginning of your business, what three things would you choose? And we chose our three. However, uh, we just wanted to let you know that the the very, very close fourth is email lists. Um, and we didn't put it immediately, or well, we didn't put it immediately on the three because in order to have an email list, email lists are absolutely vital for, I think, honestly, any entrepreneur, but you almost need other things set up in place in order to share your, like in order to get people on your email list, right? Like if you have an email list, then once you get like an opt-in, where are you going to put that opt-in? You're probably going to put it on your website and on social media and on Pinterest. Like those are literally the three places that you would put that out there. Um, So that's why we, that's just a close fourth. Like you have to have the first three 
in theory, not all three, but at least one of them in Mm -hmm. order to have an email list get out in order to get people on it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So with email lists, we just kind of wanted to, to mention this, like email lists are freaking amazing. They are one of a kind. You are in control of those. There aren't any rules or regulations. There's no algorithm. There's no platform that could shut you down. So don't sleep on the email list. But at the same time, we personally would recommend for most entrepreneurs to start tackling a website, Instagram, and Pinterest first, and then diving headlong into your email list after. So I guess it's kind of like a bonus, like fourth that we would recommend not skimping on. But overall, as a recap and a reminder, first three marketing avenues that we would do if we were restarting, which low-key, we did all three of these when we were first starting and we coach it to our students. We would recommend it to almost any entrepreneur. Start with your website. That includes a quality website, a good blog and quality SEO. Get started on your Instagram, begin posting consistently and build a brand that people is full of value and personal connection and get started on Pinterest. It is a search engine that is powerful beyond belief, my friends. So don't sleep on that one. That will drive so much traffic to your offer and your products. So those are the three that we would recommend. And hopefully this was very beneficial for you in just deciding what to focus on in the 5 million opportunities that are out there in the marketing space. And if you have any follow-up questions or anything that you want to learn more of, feel free to go to the Heart and Hustle Facebook group and drop a, a comment or put a thread up there of, hey, does anybody know any Pinterest experts who can really help me get started or anything like that? We want to have a space of entrepreneurs who are learning and growing, asking questions, asking questions of Lindsay and I of each other, getting recommendations and referrals and sharing their journey. And that is why we created the Heart and Hustle Facebook group. And it is popping over there. So feel free to come and join. Awesome. We will see you on the next episode.